Hi everyone, I am Pam Keneally with Arise Ministries and we are so excited to have you join us today with this message that is so vitally important to the well-being of our relationship with our kids and it's on communication. With me today in the studio is Mel Hyatt. She is on staff with Arise Ministries. Hi, Mel. Hello, Pam. I'm glad you're here. And we have a very, very special guest, um, super special to both of us. And her name is Jeree Miller. Jeree, I'm glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Hi. And you know what? The cool thing about this, as you are listening to this, uh, gang, is that Jeree is a single mother. And in doing this podcast, we wanted to do it with a current single mother that's in the trenches with kids that knows the ups and downs the difficulties the good days the bad days the highs the lows the difficulties and you are going to be so so encouraged today as you listen to this and how vital it is so jury as we talked about who to have it's funny mel and i both without knowing we were both thinking of you we both found out together at the same time that we were asking you so you are the superstar today so (laughs) no pressure no pressure (laughs) but anyway we're so glad you're here and I might say quickly that how much I respect Jerry I've seen her in action with her child and and uh, have just really admired her as a single mom hero for a long time so I'm glad you're here so okay well with that being said we're going to move right on in to the words of wisdom that God would be with us and single mom you just no matter what's going on in your life, don't don't move away from this podcast till it's over because you will be encouraged, I promise. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Mel. And Mel, why don't you just start it for us? Thanks, Pam. Jerry, let's get started by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are. So what's what what are some things you would like them to know about you? Well, I mean, I feel really honored by what Pam said. I just, um, I was, you know, as we were talking before this, feel like you don't often hear as a single mom the good things that you do or how other people see you. So that's encouraging. I have been a single mom for about 14 years. But before that, when I was married, my husband at the time was military and so was overseas while our daughter was a baby. So was still, in essence, a single mom. So really have been a single mom for the majority of my daughter's life. So I understand the struggles through all the different ages. She's a teenager now. And so I feel like I have been through a lot of different stages and how to communicate at different stages of um, a li- of your child's life as a single mom. And so I, I understand um, the challenges with that. You know, I have a passion for single moms because I have been one and I've learned how to be what I feel like is uh, successful in that with God. You know, I heard at, actually in Arise Ministries, one of our um, things um, a couple years ago, I heard someone saying it just resonated with me. You know, the goal is not to escape this. The goal is to learn to become more Christ-like in this. And so that is something that I have taken and really like buried in my heart that the goal of single motherhood is not to get out of this, but God has us in this position for whatever season and for however long the season is, and we need to learn to be more like him where he has us. So that's what I'm really passionate about. That is exactly Mm -hmm. why we have you on this podcast today. Very, very good stuff. Absolutely. 
I want to make sure before we get started that we acknowledge that we are not doing this podcast because we are experts at communicating (laughs) with our children (laughs) and we have never made mistakes. Um, My oldest is 18 and I'm now just kind of sort of learning to communicate with him Um, and he's not a great communicator so I'm going to blame him in this moment but we are not sitting here saying we're experts and to prove that I thought we could start off by maybe telling a story about a time when we didn't communicate so well. Injury, since our, you are our guest, we're going to, to let you go first. <laughs> we're going to talk about your boo-boos. Oh, my. Okay, so the thing that comes to mind, um, I, you know, my daughter was probably four at the time. And, you know, I um, I loved having a girly girl. I loved dressing her how I wanted to and and putting bows in her hair and I wanted her to wear this certain outfit I have no idea where we're going I don't remember but emotions were just really high I think we were running late and I wanted her to wear a certain thing and she did not want to and I don't know what ensued but I know at some point like I was trying to get her to get this certain outfit on she like her mother has a mind of her own. I mean, she does, she comes by it naturally and she didn't want to. And all, the last thing I remember is I was about three inches from her face screaming, mm-hmm. like that next level scream. You know, we, as a mom, you know, you have that, like I'm yelling and then you have that next level you've lost control scream. And her face like stopped and she started crying and then I started crying. And so that was not my finest mothering moment. Um, <laughs> So that's my lack of communication story. And there are many others, but that's the one that resonates the most. Mm-hmm. We can relate to that one, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to talk about my moment like that on this podcast, but okay. I, oh, well, thanks I for letting love me do your that. bravery. Yeah. No, I have one too. Pam, but what about you? You know what? I'm trying You've to never think, made... Oh, never, okay. never. But you know what? I, I think my error in communication over the years when my kids were at home was not so much what I said or how I responded, but what I didn't say. Mm. And so, you know, there's two sides to communication, and I can beat myself up of what I didn't say during that season, what I didn't do. And so that's a communication breakdown, but it wasn't from what I did. It was not overt. It was, what's the other word? Covert. Whatever it was, but it's what I didn't do. You were avoiding the communication. and, And as a single mom especially, you know, um, you come home, you're tired, you don't want to confront because you're already tired, you don't want to start something, so you just avoid. You just avoid. I think that's easy as a single mom, too, because maybe you don't know what to say, and you, you're you not laying in bed next to somebody that's helping you hash it out mm-hmm. so that you have confidence to then go yes. say it. So I could see why that could become mm-hmm. your nature. I probably should have done that a little more than I did I love to talk things out I want to get to the bottom of things (laughs) I do too well I say that I'm more of an extroverted introvert so I you know my daytime job is pretty stressful sometimes and so there are times I come home and I have an introverted child who would prefer to stay especially as a teenager stay in her room so I hear you Pam when you say that because there are times now that uh you know after a long day of work or I'm stressed for whatever reason I'm content with her staying in her room because then I have time and then at the end of the day I'm like did I communicate enough did Mm -hmm. I say enough did I engage enough you know is she going to be in counseling when she's an adult because I didn't do enough which is goes back to that whole thing we struggle with as single moms is am I enough Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. and of course I want to answer that right now because whether you're single mom or whether you're 
someday married again, you're, you're going to say, am I enough? And the, que- the answer to all that for all of us is no, we're not enough, but, but Jesus in us is more than enough. I always like to say that. I'm not trying to just, I'm just saying it's a reality that we're all in this boat together and we can do it. That's a great reminder. We have reminder. the source to do it. You, and you're so good at encouraging Pam. So we always need you in these podcasts because you're so naturally good at that. And we, I needed to hear that today. And that's good. wonderful. I want to say two things um, to make sure everyone remembers that I'm not a perfect communicator. I have two completely different little boys. Well, they're not little. They're 12 and 18. But I have two completely different. One loves to talk everything out. One literally does not know how and I've been trying to teach him for 18 years just (laughs) say it you know so for me the biggest mistake that I made was trying to communicate to them the same way and I learned that over the years but I remember this time when my oldest was just not figuring out how to turn in his homework in middle school and I thought the best way to get him to figure that out was to yell I don't know why, you know, I have a lot of actually, to be honest, I have a lot of shame and guilt from this. But I remember this evening where I was yelling at him and I was super frustrated. And I walked out of the room and his little brother said to me, I, you probably should not yell when a four or five year old is telling you how to be a better parent, you know, you listen. And I said, that's the only way he will listen to me is if I yell, it's the only time he'll take me serious. And a couple of hours went by and I went outside and came back in and I heard that little four-year-old screaming at the top of his lungs. And I walked into the bedroom and I said, what, why are you talking to your brother that way? And he said, that's the only way he will listen to me. And I learned, and I, I knew this, but in that moment, I realized that me communicating wasn't just about them hearing me or me getting something across. I was teaching them how to communicate. And that is also why this is so important. Not how do you communicate where they hear you, but we are teaching these little humans how to grow up and communicate. And I hope that they are watching some other people because sometimes I I don't always get it right. Well, let's go back to the idea of being a good communicator when it comes to talking with your children. And as a single mom, this almost seems more important because you are the sole consistent adult voice um, in their life and in the home. And it's it's so incredibly important for us to not get this right all the time, uh, but figure out what works between us and our children. And Drew, I have this really cool um, opportunity to watch you as a mom and you didn't even know I was watching you and I was doing it through your daughter so I got to be her youth pastor for a couple of years and the way she communicated about what she was going through and the way that she talked about you proved to me that probably not a hundred percent of the time but you're getting this right and maybe she just doesn't remember that four-year-old moment but i (laughs) wanted you to hear me say that your daughter is the way she's talking about things she's going through in life and the way she was talking about you that's why i thought you were a great person for this podcast so how did you go about communicating with her in a way that seemed to work So, you know, Pam, you said something a few minutes ago that I think I just want to acknowledge is a challenge when you are a single parent is not having someone else to bounce those ideas off. And so uh, off of I recognize how challenging it can be. Um, But again, this is the season that we are in and this is what we're charged with. And I think it's so important for me. I always try to remember what's my goal? What's my end goal? What am I trying to do? And I'm trying to raise for me a godly 
daughter who loves Jesus and who is a healthy, well-adjusted adult. And so now, I again, 100% do not always get it right, but in those times that I can stop and think about, like if there is something we need to communicate about, what is my goal here? And for her as a teenager, it's to coach her in the right direction so that she can start to make some of these decisions that she will turn around and communicate to others in ways that I have communicated to her. Um, because let's be real, like none of us as adults when we're at work or when we're in, we don't like to be yelled at. So I know like, you know, yelling at my daughter about her room, which is never clean. Like I do it sometimes, but it doesn't really get the room clean. You know, it just, <laughs> it just leaves us both upset. So I have to remember what is my goal? Like what is the end goal? And, um, and try to go from there. And when I am frustrated and when I do feel like frustrations are getting high, she will shut down and, and we're done. Like once she decides she doesn't want to talk, we're not talking. Um, and so my goal is to keep her engaged with me so we can have that communication and I can only keep her engaged with me by really asking questions and, and trying to understand her perspective and where mm-hmm. she's coming from. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It does. So it's trying wonderful. to keep that end goal in mind of, of what what do I want this outcome to be? And she like like the son you were talking about, like she's not she's not always been a great communicator about her needs or what she wants or in um it when she's been in situations where there's conflict, whether it's within, you know, her, you know, her family, um, or outside of her family friends. And so my goal is to help her learn. And I can only do that by modeling that for her. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff, Pam. That is. Well, I'm just thinking you were talking about the ages of your children, you know, mine now are, are in their upper thirties and with children of their own. And as I look back of what worked well for, for my daughter and my son, my daughter, it always worked well at night when the lights were out, mm. you know, when the the lights were out to communicate in the dark. I don't know why that was just a very special time or I'd light a candle and we'd talk in, about with a candle. It just kind of created that sense of warmth. So that, that worked with her to talk about things that were on her mind. And she often did have things on her mind with confusion of the divorce and just different things that we talked about. And then with my son, that just didn't, that wasn't going to work at all because he was still dealing with other issues. So what worked for me often was to write out my feelings in a letter um, because it's good for us to get our feelings out. And I would write it out to make sure I said just what I wanted to say. We'd go for a drive. I said, just for a minute, I just want you to stop listening to something I wrote. And, you know, you'd think I would just be able to say it from my heart, but sometimes my words would get all jammed up and I couldn't get it out, and then it ended up being a disaster conversation, ended up saying nothing. So it worked for me to sometimes write out what I wanted to say gently so I made sure I said the right things. And I'd take him on a drive and I'd just read to him. So That's very that, intentional of you. Why, why was communicating so important to you as a mom? Well, you know, looking back, I know why it was important. Uh, then it was just important because... You wanted to have that relationship with them. Um, but now looking back, I can tell you the importance of communicating. Now that I look back is not just for your here and now, but it's to communicate well when they're, you know, school age, teenager, whatever, because someday when you build that foundation and bridge of communicating well with them, it opens the door to you communicate well and have an open door to your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And and if you've they've built walls and it hasn't worked out in communicating with your younger children all the way up till they get married and have kids chances are there's not going to be a real open door 
for you to influence your grandchildren. So, um, but God has been faithful through the years to help me see my errors and help me along the way. I certainly didn't do it, oh, perfectly or right sometimes, but um, I look at it now a little bit differently because I'm looking back now to see the importance of communication, even today with, with, uh, with my kids. That's a good reminder. I know that we don't like to admit that we have moments where the anger gets the best of us, um, but it does. And I, I'm wondering if you, either of you have any tips on communicating when you are angry. You already told us what not to do, Trudy, not to get four inches away and <laughs> scream at the toddler. Um, I, again, you know, that yelling really didn't work because um, he's still was not turning his papers in so what you know when we're in that moment and we we just sort of spiral and lose sight and we are angry what can you teach me even Mm -hmm. today as somebody who might just natural tendency would be to raise my voice um what advice can you give me so you know as I was preparing for this I actually sat down with my daughter and asked her you know what do I do when I get angry she (laughs) said you get really really quiet and so evidently I learned from that situation when she was four and I I do like if I'm really angry I don't speak and she knows when she's pushed me or I've been pushed to that place um so for me like and she it upsets her when I get that quiet so I have to and part of me being quiet and honestly I, I know it's easy to say walk away you know take a breath like that's easier said than done when mm-hmm. you're in the moment um but for me that I do I have to take a moment and try to understand like be really introspective what is going on why am I so angry why is this making me so angry and then I come back you know she's a teenager hey look you did this and this really made me frustrated and just talked about talk about why angry but in that moment like if you recognize that you're kind of out of control I promise you that's not going to get control out of your kid like Mm -hmm. that's not going to get a positive result out of your kid trying to communicate when you're out of control um not to say I haven't done it but I will tell you it's never been a good outcome so I have to and that's part of getting quiet is that I have to really I have to learn how to control that take a breath try to figure out what's going on internally with me and you know my anger like anger may be justified i may Mm -hmm. be right to be angry Mm -hmm. but how am i going to handle that again Mm -hmm. what's the outcome that i want out of that and so that's like i said easier said than done moms out there i know it takes practice um i've obviously with my story earlier have not always been good at it Mm -hmm. so we live and learn (laughs) pam what about you well you know what i just i'm a visual person a visual learner so sometimes i have to see something over and over and over for it to click with me and so I, it might be a good idea for you to just memorize a phrase that you're going to call on, like mine was zip it, just, I, you know, and I, I would just have post-it notes someplace that say zip it, and I was perfectly happy that day, but it was just a reminder when that time came to be prepared, you know, you can put duct tape in your purse, so every time you open your purse, you see a little piece of duct tape, it's a reminder when you're going to be called in that hot moment to zip it and just be quiet like you said take a deep breath ask yourself why am I angry a lot of times if we ask ourselves why am I angry you realize you're the you're the problem do you know what I'm saying um so that's always a good thing but you might need something visual to help you remember other than counting to 10 taking a deep breath walking away those are good but like you said um that sometimes doesn't work this is a good reminder that we have to communicate with our children differently but we're also different 
at communicating and finding out what works for you is really good. On that note, can we give our moms some practical things that they can do to be better communicators with their children? Drew, you want to start? Sure. Uh, and, you know, this goes back to something Pam said earlier about, you know, ways to be a good communicator. Um, for me and my daughter, you know, and knowing her, like I said, she is an introvert. Giving her time to process. If there's something that has happened and she's, let I me, mean, she's made, you know, choices with friends that we've had to talk about that that wasn't a good choice. I have to give her time to process that and say, hey, we're going to talk about this at this particular time or later today and it gives her a moment I like that. I like that. to go hey this is mom's not gonna let this go but I'm not coming at her in all of my emotion it gives us both time to you know like I said she's a teenager so it's different to process through what um, needs to happen but I would even say you could do that with school-aged children hey you know we need to talk about this and at this time we're gonna talk about this the other thing that I I practice with my daughter because part of of her being healthy is her being able to set boundaries and I say do you want to talk about this if it's not a critical incident where she's made like a bad decision that we have to talk about she's just going through something emotionally I ask her does she want to talk about it and if she says no mm-hmm. then I leave it like that like she is stubborn like her mom and you know mm-hmm. she if she doesn't want to talk about something she's not going to talk about it and then sometimes it's not a hard no but she'll say something in a way that makes me know I can push a little bit more on talking with so I would just say figuring out when is a good time. You talked about in the car, you know, with, with your son, figuring out, you know, when they're talkative, like, you know, your kids, sometimes they don't want to talk, but then sometimes they're talking a lot. That is the moment where you're like, hey, let's talk about this. So just figuring out the ebbs and flows of the personality of your child um, and, and figuring out what works for them. I like that. Uh, that's good advice. I love that. Wish I could go back and have do-overs. I would probably do some of that. <laughs> we all would. We do-overs. All would. Uh, single mom, if you're listening today and you have a do-over, I wish a do-over, would you just just raise your hand or say amen in that car so that let us know that, amen. that we're all together in this. And, you know, none of us do it perfectly. None of us can reach reach older age where we don't look back and wish we could have done some things differently. You just do your best while you're in that season. And I think that's the best we can do. At, at that time but I want to mention three ages and when they're school-age kids a good way to to something that's very good to remember is to listen with your whole body uh, when they're school-age get down to communicate get down on your knees look them in the eyes don't look down at them put your phone away let nothing be distracting with your whole body your eyes your ears your shoulders lean into them and and look deep into their eyes have them look at you and that, that creates a sense of connection and communication, um, acknowledging their feelings. I understand that makes you angry, but, you know, here you can just say, but this is hurtful for our household or this is not what God would have us to do. I'm talking about school-aged kids. So communicate with your whole body if they're school-age, if they're teenagers. Um, recognize them as individuals. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that <laughs> you might as well get used to it because as a teenager, you're living in two separate realities. They are two separate realities, and you're trying to parent. How difficult is that? So they're individuals. Recognize there's two separate realities. And I always like to think of the word arrow prayer. It is, it's like an arrow. Just in the second, you just shoot up an arrow real quick to God and just say, help me, God. And I, I shoot up arrow, shot up arrow prayers all the time. 
and got a quick response. And for that, for that, for teenagers, and then as adults, communicating with adults, that's a different ball game altogether. But listen, listen without being judgy, or listen, not trying to fix it. So, um, just to come alongside. There's so many good tips. So, how about you, Mel? What do you think? Right now, at my stage of life with my oldest, I'm having to schedule out our communication, mm-hmm. which sounds funny, but he knows that once a week we are going to find time to go eat together, just he and I. Um, unfortunately, he always picks the same fast food restaurant. Um, <laughs> it is cheap, but it's not the best for mm-hmm. me. But I eat it because I love him, and he knows that. So we schedule out these communication times. What that really looks like is usually me listening more than I'm talking. So sometimes I think that being a good communicator is being a listener. But he also knows that if there's an issue, that that's when we're going to talk about it. So if it's not pressing, sometimes I'll say, okay, well, we're going to talk about that at Whataburger. Mm -hmm. And he knows that that's Mm -hmm. coming. And we get that out of the way. And then I just let him talk. And he's not a good talker. But when we're sitting in the car, eating that super healthy burger and fries and shake, (laughs) um, he gets to talking. And so I schedule it. I want to say I was a youth pastor for 16 years. And it made me terrified for my boys to be teenagers as their mom because I kept hearing all of my career teenagers say, I just can't talk to my parents. I can't talk to my mom. She spins off. I can't, I can't talk to my mom because she always reacts this way. And so I became very intentional about telling my boys all the time after we would have an argument or I would yell or we'd have this moment, I'd say, what do you know about me? And they, I had trained them to say that you love me. Um, And then I would say, and what do you know about us? And they would say that we can talk. And I made them say that all the time. And now as they're older, um, they know that that's a part of our argument. So I wanted to instill in them we can talk. And so for me, I needed to say that out loud so that they knew. We are a family that talks about things, that we can talk this out, even though I always didn't do it the best. Um, So I needed to schedule things, and I needed to just verbally out loud say, we're good at communicating, even even when we weren't. So Mm -hmm. I made a little list as we was going through this just to remind the moms again. So what we've said is here's some great things that you can do. Make sure you give them time to process if that's the type of learner that they are. Um, I think we all kind of appreciate Mm -hmm. that too. Um, Ask permission. That was great advice. Um, Understand that they are individuals. Uh, Pray. Use your whole body when you're talking. I loved that, Pam, for smaller children. Um, And then uh, schedule time. Um, So those are just some things that you can do uh, to continually get better. Pam, you're telling us that we have this whole lifetime to keep getting better. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea that maybe tomorrow I can communicate better than I did today and that I definitely did yesterday. So before we close up, Dree, do you have anything else that you would like to say to our listeners? I would just encourage you moms out there, like, I love what you just said, Mel, like, kids are incredibly forgiving. And so, you know, just because you scream in your daughter's face doesn't mean that you've like it's all ruined you know you can come back and and I actually came back and apologized to her after that Um, I've had to apologize to my daughter before for not communicating well with Mm her and you know I think that goes a long way kids are incredibly forgiving and they understand you know you just explained like I'm not perfect and but I love you I'm frustrated with you I'm frustrated with this situation I love you and we're going to get through this and we are a family and and pray man I I don't know 
I don't know how you single parent without Jesus. And so um, I pray a lot um, and I pray for Maya and that and um, and that we would just that as we grow closer to Christ, because she has a relationship with Jesus, too, that that communication would just continue to improve. So perfection is not the goal. You know, being more like Jesus is the goal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pam, what about you? You got you know anything what? else? I would just say that if you're not communicate, if you personally, in your quiet time, in your time alone, in your space where you are able to work on you, if you're not communicating, talking to, listening, praying, if you're not communicating with your Heavenly Father, chances are when you turn it towards your child, chances are you may not have the tools you need to communicate well with your child. And so I would just encourage you to make sure you've got that vertical uh, relationship going well, fluid, going well, you know, open to hear from the Spirit and just keep that vertical line open and your ear, your antenna's up to hear. Uh, so if the moment comes, you'll receive the message and how to then, how to horizontally uh, communicate with your child. So uh, check your communication with your heavenly father that's so very important moms and if you're not sure where to start with that a great place Mm -hmm. is scripture and when I don't really know what to say or know what to pray I love to maybe find a scripture or read something and Pam we have a couple of verses that you brought today Mm -hmm. that are so good I thought maybe you could read one and I could read one to the moms so if you find yourself in this place where you I know I need to be creating or I know I need to be communicating with the creator and with the Lord I don't really know where to start you could start by reading these verses yes you want me to get one of them yeah okay well you know what I'm just thinking of uh, the importance of gentleness uh, that's a fruit of the Spirit. For those of you listening who don't know what that is, that, that when we ask Jesus into our heart, we get some great benefits. And one of them is the Spirit teaches us how to be patient. Hello, we need that. Kind, loving, and we need that teacher teaching us. And the Word says in Proverbs fifteen one, that a gentle answer turns away lots of problems. So in communicating, I just think, Jerry, you said at the beginning, Mel, you said it so beautifully. Gentle words, the Bible says, gentle words turn away problems. Uh, It says, but a harsh word, and we can all know this, a harsh word stirs up anger and emotion. And so that may be a good verse to remember, to speak gently. I want to read Ephesians 4.29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. It would be a great idea for when we're reading verses like this, we think about our children. So don't let any unwholesome talk come out of my mouth with my children, but only what is helpful for my children. You know, putting them in the middle of this verse could be really incredible. Jerry, would you like to read one? Yes, I would love to read Proverbs 13.3. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. Whoever opens his lips wide comes to ruin. And I, I love that because, like you said earlier, man, part of communicating is listening mm-hmm. and hearing what another person has to say. And that goes for any relationship that we're in, um, you know, but especially with our kids, sometimes we just need to listen and listen to what they're going through. And so I love that, that encouragement that we get from Proverbs in that. Yeah. As we close today, moms, I want to remind you that a huge part of 
of communication is grace. Um, we all need it. It's a huge part of, of what we're doing when we're saying things and when we're not. And to remind you that the Lord um, was the creator of grace, that the gospels um, and everything that we know about him proves that he's giving us grace. So we need to be giving it to ourselves. And what I've learned as a mom is that kids are so um natural and easy at giving grace so they will forgive us ask for it and know that uh, maybe you've messed up a couple of times but they are willing to give you grace so you got to give yourself some as well jury thanks for being here i i i really have watched you over the years not in a weird creepy way <laughs> um i've watched you through your daughter and then we had a couple of moments where we would have conversations and you would say i need advice i don't know what to do and then you walked away and i thought she knew exactly what to do I think you just needed to talk it out with someone. And so I want to encourage you um, that you taught me a couple of things along the way. Oh, I can't wait to see what your daughter grows up and does. And you're a huge part of that. And oh, so thank you. keep doing what you're doing. Um, we're all getting better each day. But thanks so much for sharing with our moms. And thank you guys for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.